Welcome back to the Bullets Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Alan Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at ajenks24. You can find my written work on bulletsbasketball.com as well as sbnationsbulletsforever.com. Now, the Wizards just finished off a back-to-back. There was some good. There was some bad. There was some ugly. We're going we're gonna to get into all three. But first, let's, uh, let's just do kind of a quick overview of the latest back-to-back. The Wizards split on the road, winning in New Orleans, uh, breaking their 10-game winning streak, winning 116-97, albeit Anthony Davis did not play, so that um, obviously helped the Wizards. Then only the next night they went into Miami and got their and got run off the court one twenty nine to one hundred two. The game was the game was with, within reach. I would say up until halftime. After that, um, Miami really blew the doors off the Wizards and never looked back since. The Wizards starters didn't play in the fourth quarter of either game. And so that's kind of where we'll, where we'll begin. Um, the good. There wasn't any good that happened in the Miami game, so let's just stick to New Orleans. Um, on the first night, let's see here. Six players in double figures, 34 assists. Um, Otto Porter was outstanding, 8 of 13 from the field, 19 points. That led the way. Markeith Morris was also great, 17 points six rebounds, and then um, Mike Scott kind of got back into a rhythm after a couple, of, uh, a couple of tough games, 14 points off the bench, six of eight shooting, and the Wizards snapped the, the Pelicans' 10-game winning streak, like I said, without Anthony Davis, but uh, a win is a win, so they'll take it. Now let's go into the bad. This wasn't really the case in the New Orleans game, um, just because the game was such a blowout, but in Miami – Things the the Wizards are just too careless with the ball as of recently. Um, they committed 15 turnovers again uh, against the Heat. This time leading to 18 turnovers and or excuse me to 18 points. And the biggest issue with these Wizards turnovers is that a lot of them are on lackadaisical cross court passes, especially especially Bradley Beal. Um, too more often than not, some of his passes are just too too lackadaisical, too lazy, and they're easily picked off and they get turned in, and the opposition turns them into easy layups or dunks on the other end. Um, he's become much more of a ball handler, obviously, since John Wall has been out due to injury. But that doesn't excuse uh, kind of the lackadaisical passing that uh, he gets caught up with sometimes. Now, this goes for other guys, too, with uh, too many skip passes that aren't there and just really um, anticipating passes. Thomas Sedaransky was guilty of this a couple of times. On a screen and roll, he um, assumes that there's going to be a lane open often, and he'll he'll throw the pass right after coming off of the screen, whether or not it's um, there's a passing lane there. And... You know, the, I don't know what it is about the Wizards, but the, all it seems like a majority of their turnovers are of the live ball variety, and those are the worst because those end up in transition opportunities, three on twos, four on threes, etc. And um, yeah, that usually um, does not bode well for the Wizards, and as a result, their opposition is making them pay for their mistakes. Now, the ugly. 
at first, you know, I was keeping a close eye on this. I thought it might be uh, a one-off scenario um, over the past couple of weeks. This is becoming a bad habit, and this is points in the paint allowed. Um, in the first game, the Wizards gave up 60 points in the paint points in the paint to the Pelicans. Remember, Anthony Davis did not play in that game. And then last night against Miami, they gave up 76 points in the paint. 76 of Miami's 129 points were scored in the painted area. That is terrible. And, you know, to make matters worse, it's, it's, there's no resistance. And it's kind of, and this is how the Wizards came out of the gate, came out of the gate. And it was, and it was, their poor defense was on display right from the get go. In the New Orleans game, all eight of the Pelicans made field goals in the first quarter came in the painted area. They did not make a shot outside of the painted area. And then, you know, they at, at halftime, at halftime, the Pelicans had 34 points in the paint. You know, obviously they ended up with 60 and that's not for a team without their all-star player. That's, that's terrible. Then last night against the heat, same situation. Um, the Wizards gave up uh, 20 points. 20 of the 26 heat points in the first quarter came in the painted area. And you knew you knew this was coming right off the get-go. Uh, Mark, uh, excuse me, Markeith Morris, he fell asleep um, first play of the game and Dragic threw it to Bam Adebayo for an easy dunk. And yeah, there was, there was just no resistance. James Johnson had an easy lane for a wide-open dunk. And it's easy to point the finger at the Wizards not having a, um, a rim protector as for the reason why they're giving up so many points in the paint. That's only one of the issues. The other issues are they're unable to keep, to keep um, they were unable to keep Miami's guards out of the lane. Uh, Tyler Johnson, Dwayne Wade, Goran Dragic, they were e- able to get in the painted area very easily as a result um that's where they did a lot of their damage. And like I said before, with the turnovers turning into points, those are easy dunks and layups, obviously, in the painted area. So it's a combination of the Wizards not having front court athleticism, not being able to uh, stop the penetration. And then lastly, it's just defensive effort. Too many times the Wizards fell asleep on defense, too many backdoor cuts, not fighting through screens, not fighting over screens. And um, it just leads to a wide open driving lane, which is an easy dunk or a layup. And I don't think any NBA player needs a wide open lane. You know, they're they're obviously going to make that. You don't need to give an NBA player any I mean any gimmies like that. So um, this is something to definitely keep an eye out for going forward. Um, but I think a lot of this can be shored up if the Wizards lock in defensively, which they did not do on these past two nights. Even though the Wizards held the Pelicans to uh, to only ninety seven points, um, like it, it's just hard to it's just hard to to take a lot of, a, away from that game without Anthony Davis and um, and with a lot of these a lot of those points coming in garbage time with the as the starters didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So points in the paint, something to keep an eye out for, but this is mainly a defensive issue. This is not an athleticism issue. This is just, are the Wizards locked in defensively or are they not? And that's what you're going to be able to see. And if this continues to be a a big trend going forward, that's going to be an issue in the playoffs, obviously. So hopefully this is just a minor blip on the radar and the Wizards will be able to clean that up. 
Um, next week, uh, the schedule does not get any easier. They have Minnesota at home. They are then at, at Boston the next game, only to wrap it up with Indiana at home. So this stretch against playoff teams uh, only continues.